Rav Tzimin Reish Mem Vov Siv Dalit. Yisrael Shehiskir Shvorim Leini Yehudi. A Yid who rents out his oxen to non-Jew. Lach Reish Behem to plow with it. V'choyrish Behem and he plows with it. Yesh Matirim that those who permit it, meaning on Shabbos, Im Kibla Lava Eini Yehudi Achrayis Miso Gzeila Ugneva V'yukra V'zula. Meaning if the non-Jew accepted upon himself the responsibility in case the cow, the ox, dies, if it's stolen, or if it goes up or down in value while he has it, the Naju accepts full responsibility on that. So some say in such a case, he's allowed to use it on Shabbos. So some say that no, that since the Naju is not allowed to sell it, it's still considered the Jews, and therefore it can't be used on Shabbos. If he accepted upon himself all those responsibilities, some say if he accepted all the responsibilities, even if it goes up and down in value. Which means if it goes down in value while he's using it, he's going to have to pay the Jew for the value of the cow, the ox, right? And therefore you can use it on Shabbos. If it doesn't go up in value, right? It doesn't go down in value, he's going to return the ox. Some say that because he's accepting the responsibility, if it goes up and down in value, we see it as a Gentile as well. It's by the Gentile, even though he has to officially return the actual ox when he's finished with it. And the Ramah seems to go with all the Yesh Matirims of this Simon. And we see later that the Ramah basically says that all the Yesh Matirims we have, all the different opinions that we have where you can be lenient, you can rely on all the lenient opinions. We'll see what the Mishra says about that when we get there. Siv hey. If a Jew and a Naju is our partners in the animal. Now remember, we already learned earlier, there's much more leniencies when a Jew and a Naju are partners in a field, or in an oven, or in a bakery. So here, if they, if they are partners in the animal. The Naju is permitted to do Malacha with the animal on Shabbos. If at the time that they purchased the animal as a part in a partnership, they made up that the non-Jew has the animal for Shabbos, similar to what we said when the companies bought by a non-Jew and a Jew, and at the time of the purchase of the company, we make up that Shabbos, the company belongs to the guy, and Tuesday or Sunday, the company belongs to the Yid. That since that's the acquisition of the company, then on Shabbos we don't view the Jew as owning it, so to here with an ox. If at the time they purchased the partnership of the ox, they made up that the ox belongs to the non-Jew on Shabbos, and on Sunday it belongs to the Jew. Right? The other five days a week they split. Right, so then it's be permitted for the non-Jew to use the axe on Shabbos because it's not the Jews. Let's see the Mishnah Berurah at Sifkat and Chav Beis. Betchilu kishikanu, as long as they made this deal at the time they purchased it, the nimtzad loyknuya habehema loyisrael klal biyim Shabbos. So you see that it doesn't belong to the Jew for Shabbos. Vaz achach mutar and afilu lach like b'shav of aim b'zem b'shem b'schar Shabbos. And even afterwards, if they go split the payments like we saw in Reishmim Hay later on. You know, they do all the work, and and, and, and we know you, the Jew owns it for Sunday, he owns it for Shabbos, and even though the, the, all the fields that are plowed, they split evenly, right? It doesn't matter. 
because it's, we don't see it as belonging to the Jewish Shabbos. Even though, let's say that Ag's gored on Shabbos, and we say that now they're both obligated to pay because they're both partners in it. Even though the Shabbos, the guy owns it, right? But the, the, the non-Jewish courts would see it as them as 50-50 partners, right? They were both obligated to pay. It would still be mutter for the non-Jew to use in a Shabbos because in Allah we see it as belonging fully to the non-Jew for Shabbos. So this is all if they made up this at the time that they created the partnership. Back to the Mechaber. The Imloi Hisnu Matchila. But if they didn't make this up at the time of the partnership, then they can't do it even if later on they want to make such a tonight, such a condition. But after they had the partnership, one says, the Yid tells the guy, You take her to Shabbos and I'll take her to Sunday. Even though maybe in such a case we should say, that there's no prohibition because you're, of the, your animal working on Shabbos. Since the non-Jew has a chelik in the animal and he's using it against the will of the year on Shabbos, because he says, I own it, I want it to work on Shabbos. It would still be forbidden. Since you're getting paid the Sunday work. By him having it for Shabbos, so you're gaining from the Shabbos work by getting paid with the Sunday. Therefore, if it wasn't that this is how the animal is acquired and this is how the animal is owned, we see it as you earning from Shabbos. You want to make this tonight later? Says from this it sounds like if they didn't make any type of condition, it's surely also. Let's say they didn't make any tonight. The Messiah the guy uses it on Shabbos, even though he doesn't want to, and they split the prophets equally, that it should be mutter. Because now when you're splitting the prophets later, right? You're splitting the entire prophets. Equally, so what you get for Shabbos, the you get he's getting it together, mixing with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, therefore it's mixed in there. What we mutter? The east, the shvis, the shvis, behem, the sfirlo, the ain kan, the oisu, aini hudi oisu balkorich, and b'shabbos malach maschel kishiyoshle. I, the animal's working on Shabbos, I'll have to. Says no, the guy's doing that without your permission because he's a partner and he doesn't care that you don't want him to. She says that's what the Beis Yosef said. But Amnon Milashan Ashulchan Aruch Mashmir after the brackets. Here, right, the Mechaber is the same person as Beis Yosef, and over here when he brings it la halacha, he's not mashm like that. He seems not to want to be saying on this lemaisa that you could just go split it equally afterwards. But da da feel if he does Beis Yosef and all the aims of Hashem Shvizes behemtay, ain't lahad alach iskam achyach el makom hafsid gadol. Says well, Chayyim wants you not. Split equally the entire business by seven days if you didn't make original tonight in your partnership, right? Unless you have a big hafsid, which we saw Lufidasar Amol El Bresh Memhei. In Simrash Memhei, if you recall in Ramad there, we had a partnership where, you, where such a similar thing occurred where you own a field together or you, you own an oven together, and then they went later and they split it. And the guy, the guy wants to go split, just split everything equally. The Ramad said the hafsid godly, you could be makel. So, so too over here. 
if you forgot, if you didn't make it tonight, and I say you don't want it to work on Shabbos, but the guy works it on Shabbos, and now he says, listen, right? Now the accountant says, here's the K ones, and we split it equally because you both have equal partnership. After the gold, you could accept it. Now comes along a new case. The Imyalvin. Back into the Mechaber. One, two, three, four, five lines into the Sifay, a few lines up from the bottom. Imyalva Yehudi If you lend the animal to a non Jew with a total loan, that when he borrows the axe, he borrows it to the point where if he wants it's like a loan. Where if he wants to sell it, he could sell it. Meaning he borrows the axe, but really he doesn't have to pay back the axe. He borrows the ox, but let's say the ox is worth $1,000. If he wants, he can just give the deed back $1,000. Basically, all we see him now is having to pay back $1,000. And all responsibilities of the ox are now on the non-Jew. Yes, he could pay back the ox if he wants, because the ox is valued at $1,000. But basically, he borrows, it in a, he, he borrows it in a fashion where it's basically his... And we see him owing the money just as much as he owes the axe. So in such a case, it's mutter. Then he can work with it on Shabbos, because we view it as the ownership now by the non-Jew, and he just owes the value to the Jew. Some say, even if he has no, you don't give the guy the right to sell it, actually, right? Right? Right, which, um, like, so basically saying that even if some say, even if he doesn't have the right to sell it, but you use it, the axe either as a lien or as a collateral. So, so he borrows the axe, right, with the understanding that he can't sell it because he has to pay because the axe is an apotheca. Which is, I'm lending you the axe, if something happens to the axe, you're going to pay me back the value of the axe, right. But I have a lien on the ox. So if you don't go pay me the $1,000, I have the right to collect the ox. You have the right to take back the ox. Or, what happens if he, if, the, if he lends money or lends the ox, but he holds on to the ox like a pawn as collateral? As long as we don't make up that if he doesn't pay the loan back, the ox is going to retroactively belong to the id. Because if it does, then the rule say then if he doesn't end up paying it back, then it will come out retroactively that when he used the ox on Shabbos, he was using the Yid's ox. So in any of these cases, which are not really regular today with how we loan things, um, the guy would be allowed to use them on Shabbos. So if you evaluate how much the value of it is now, then to Siaka Tuzal if it goes up and down in value, it's viewed as the, the Gentiles. And if he also makes up he has the right to sell it. This feel like is like we saw in Sivdal that says that you, you need to have the right to sell it in order to see it as belonging to the guy during Shabbos. You lend it to the non-Jew, but you have a shabbos of how much a cow is worth. And now he owes you that money, not necessarily the cow. But even though, yes, just like when I lend you money, 
I don't owe, if I lend you a thousand dollars, you don't owe me that a thousand dollars, boo. You owe me a thousand dollars, right? So do here with the cow. When he lends the cow, it's lent in a fashion where you owe me the value of the cow. But there's a lien on the cow. So I might say that the guy can't use it on Shabbos because of the lien on the cow, I, he does the right to take the cow. And no, because we see it as belonging to the guy, the, he can work it on Shabbos. Yeah, her name Metzoy was a collateral. That, let's say you want to buy the cow. And we make the deal, we sell the cow. But you don't have the money right now. So you leave the cow by me as the collateral. Right? And now the guy wants to use it on Shabbos in the interim. And I'm going to let him use it. Right? But it's my collateral. So that's mutter because we see it as the ownership by the guy because he just has to pay me the value. But as long as you don't make up that if he doesn't pay up, retroactively I get the cow back. Even if we make up that the youth gets back the cow if the guy doesn't pay him on time, as long as he doesn't say it should go retroactively. Now there's only a shibut, there's only a lien on it. Right? I can take back the collateral. But because it retroactively won't become the yids, it belongs to the guy, right? When he doesn't pay, then I will get back the ownership on the cow. So now in the interim, the guy can use it on Shabbos. The yesh matir, the people are even more lean by day, she yazi yisole seni yudi shle yazi malacha. The guy tells he tells the guy not to do malacha on Shabbos. The miyavah v'yasatia achrayis alav. And if you go and you use it, it's going to be full, full responsibility. Like you know, you rent the car and they tell you you know you don't want to drive it in certain states. If you take it out of those states, you know the insurance is bought. It's like a theft, right? If you use it on Shabbos, he's, 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 the guy is obligated, even if it's an anus, something that's beyond his control. You should write it that way in the contract that would up, stand up and even in the non Jewish courts. Therefore, now, if he works with it on Shabbos, we view it fully as a non Jew. Because he has a kidney on it that he's obligated in any anus that happens to it. Even though the guy doesn't have the right to sell it, this one says it's still motive for the guy to use it because he has full achrayis on it, right? Even an oynis, because he's going out of his contractual agreement. Why should it be written? Because we say usually when something's written in a star and his Adam on it, word will get out. Therefore, people won't have my sign. People will know that he's doing it on his own accord. Let's see how God the Ramah says. All these these are Allah. Any of these Yesh Matirims you can rely on. Even if the animal still fully belongs to the yid, we look at it as if the nadir has a partnership in it. In any of these cases where you have a loan and a lien and any of these things, you just let it be known that you're doing with the guy derecheter, so nobody should assume you're being over an answer. But the best thing is when you rely on any of these leniencies, they should make a full 
Kenyan with the guy that it's his for Shabbos and he should give you a down payment. What should you do? The best thing to do is tell the guy, I'm selling it to you for Shabbos. Pay me a $5 down payment. The rest of the value of the cow, you owe me in a loan. You don't want to pay me up the loan after Shabbos, you're back the cow. This is what you really belong to the guy over Shabbos. Sivkan, and you should be Mepharsimit, this way there's no Kshash from Marasayim. Sivkan, Lama Beis, Eiz, Mem, Shihirtza. You can do any of these at Terem. Haina da'av, Kabol, Sachrayis, Bil Chudshe, Kozav, Mechal, Vosayif, Dvarv, Bani, Gam, Even if he just accepts any, all total Achrayis for Shabbos, even though he doesn't have the right to sell it, even though he does have the right to sell it, since it's his, you see, it's in his, it goes up or down in value. Like we saw in the Siv come before, the best is, once again, to do a full sale. And he's paid down payment. It's a chashash de raisa, so you should go with everything you could. What happens? Go borrow something from you and you're really stuck. You have a whole sheer cropping going over the guy, and if you don't allow him to use your oxen, you're going to have problems. You can't control him for not doing work on Shabbos. You have to talking about you own huge fields, you have huge sheer croppers, and you own the equipment. And you can't stop them. They can rely on the Bach. If you force them to have the Chshan, you can rely on being Mafkarit. Preferably, like we learned in the Simana before, you should have three people there when you're Mafkarit, so that you shouldn't have any ownership on it and remove any Isidai Raisa. Sivkan Lamed Gimel Dina Kilo Haisa. They're all talking about when the guy. Is taking the axe for his own work. If he's doing work for the yid, you don't have any of these leniencies. Even if he sold the animal, because now he's doing work for a yid on Shabbos. Can't be that. We're talking about he's taking it to do his own work. If the horses belong to the yid, the and the guy is the yid's assistant, and he's doing work for the yid on horse, and he's going by horse. You can't be matched by selling it to the guy for Shabbos. Right? You're not allowed to let him do work for you. Like we saw earlier, that unless you sell the horse to the guy for Shabbos, and the guy doesn't have to do the work on Shabbos, which means that he has any time limit to get the job done, and therefore if he's going to do it on Shabbos, because like we learned earlier, he's doing it for himself. Otherwise, he can't do it. Now comes the big clincher. I'm bear alocha. I'm not going to know the whole bear alocha. That even though the Ramos says you can rely on all these leniencies, it's not kedai. One should not rely on these unless he's really stuck. Coming to exclude all those people who try to make you know these types of deals that their oxen belong to non-Jews for Shabbos, and everyone assumes that his oxen are continuing to work on Shabbos. Right? You have a laundromat business, Moshe's laundromat. 
don't start looking for these at Tehrim and everyone knows that Moshe's laundry mats open on Shabbos. Even you can't stop them because they have their at Tehrim, they're being Semichon. Unless he's really stuck and he asks an individual child to his own Rav, one should not rely on these things. Yisrael Sheish Laisus. What happens if a yid has a horse? The czar comes. Hamakiri Laisila Askiri, and he comes up. Friday afternoon, he says, Moshe, I need to borrow your horse for Shabbos. And he knows if he says no, the czar is going to hate him, and down the road it's going to cost him, and it's going to even. So then, what do you do? Tell the czar no problem. Give me a dollar so you own it for Shabbos. You know, give me a dollar. Just sell it. Then the czar can do whatever he wants with it. And then the czar comes back after Shabbos and says, Moshe, thank you for your horse. Here's a back. Fine, give me back as a present. But it belonged to the guy who was Shabbos. That's what you should do. Baruch Hashem, we usually don't have these problems today. But if such a thing happens, that's what you should do. You have a business partner, he comes to you, and it's going to use a big fight if you're not willing. No problem. John, you own it for Shabbos. Give me a five dollar down payment. We'll deal the rest after Shabbos. If not, you'll, you know you might want to pay me back the company. You know what I mean? But do it with a mechiri gemura when you're stuck. We'll stop over here.